Welcome into the damn Tighten Up podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. And I'm sorry for cussing two seconds into the damn podcast. There I go again. But this this is the third time that we have recorded this week's episode because the first two times, whatever for whatever reason, we couldn't get Jack's audio file working. We we record since Jack and I are in two separate locations. We record two separate files and we and we merge them together every single week just for you guys because we love you guys. You guys are the best listening audience in the world. But this week for whatever reason it wasn't working. So this is now our third attempt and we had this Jack and maybe I'm wrong here, but I I feel like we had this whole amazing show. We had well, probably it was, it was probably not to toot our own horn, but probably the best show we've ever done. Uh, it was ready. really good. It, I, I had a lot of fun doing it, and um, I, 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 full transparency, I have strep throat, so yes. I, I had to run through. We had to do two podcasts. We had this whole bit where this this week's episode was was Jack's flu game. It like guys, trust me, you had to be there. It was hilarious. It was one of the one of our best episodes ever. Jack pushed through it not once but twice. Okay, I'd like to see Michael Jordan do that. Okay, that'd be like Michael Jordan playing a double header when he had the flu. And really, Michael Jordan only ate bad pizza. That's all he did. Jack, my man, is going through strep throat, and he recorded not one, not two, but now this is now his third podcast. We're not even going to do a full podcast because because of how many times we've done this podcast. So what we're going to do, we still have our Braden Gall interview. We have Braden Gall on this week from 440 Sports. He is the man. You guys are going to absolutely love our conversation with him. He we break down everything there so you don't even have to worry about the fluff that Jack and I that you're missing from Jack and I this week. But we we talk Isaiah Wilson, we talk JJ Watt, we talk free agency, uh that the Titans need to target and everything. And John Robinson, like what kind of uphill battle he's facing this year. You guys are going to love that interview, but Jack, I am so like just livid right now. I don't know if you can see through our video. I can see, I can see everything. Team is literally coming out like a, like a, I didn't even know, like whenever cartoons would do that, I always just thought it was a, you you look like Jack Crawford on that Instagram. The Titans posted a couple of days ago. (laughs) That is me. Steam rolling out of his head. It is just, it is just shooting out. And I am, I am livid because of how many times we've had to do this. And I'm really pissed for you guys because we had, and I cannot stress this enough, such a good show. Twice, not once, but twice. We even recorded it the second time, and it was very similar to the first time we recorded it. And I, I'm just so mad at technology right Sucks. now. Very frustrating day. But hey, look, you're going to get a great interview out of us and uh, Braden Gall. Braden Gall kills it. Yeah. Uh, just about everything you could ask for is in there. First real interview we've had discussing you know, the offseason plans, who stays, who goes. Um, what what John Robinson's facing Isaiah Wilson that whole debacle you you all saw his tweet. I Jack I now I like I kind of want to tip off our our audience as to what we like like I had a whole take about I compared the Isaiah Wilson situation to MTV's Pimp My Ride. It was great. That was I really was good. so happy with that. We had a uh, mitochondria bit from JJ's tweet. JJ Watts tweeting about mitochondria, and we went into all of these different conspiracy theories. We legitimately sat here and came up with multiple conspiracy theories about that tweet and how it all this was a high prep episode so we're really upset that we can't you know share that with you but hey look it is what it is and uh tuppers look we're sorry we're sorry to you guys first and foremost that technology was not on our side this week it it, it's really frustrating because you guys are the ones missing out on just prime content that we had prepared and ready to go for this week and we're really sorry to you guys but let's go ahead and get to brayden gall before we do Let's first get a a word about Mill Creek Brewing Company. Mill Creek Brewing Company located at 2008B Johnson Industrial Boulevard out in Nolensville, Tennessee. Uh, I'm here this week to talk to you guys about the Mill Creek Brewing Company Fall Cornhole Classic. Now, I know it's not the fall. This was originally scheduled for the fall, but with the pandemic and everything that goes along with that, that got pushed back. It is now on March 20th, and you need to get your tickets now. It's March 20th is the first Saturday um, of March Madness, uh, the 68-team basketball, college basketball tournament. Well, at Mill Creek, they're hosting a 64-team double elimination cornhole tournament. If you think you got game, head on out to Mill Creek, sign up, go to Eventbrite, and type in Mill Creek Brewing Company Cornhole Classic. You'll see the tickets are available there. There's 41 of 64 teams filled, so 23 teams are left. $200 per team, you get an entry to the event, an entry or an event gift, Lunch, open bar, door prize ticket, silent auction, access, so many great things. They have $5,000 up to prizes and, and awards. Uh, even if you want to be a guest, it's only 25 bucks to get in. 
you get a lunch, you get open bar, you get silent auction access. It's going to be an all-day affair watching a great cornhole tournament along with the most fun tournament there is in sports, and that is March Madness, the college basketball tournament. Head out to Mill Creek Brewing Company. All right. Now, for the third time I've said this tonight, let's get to Brayden Gall. With all of that said, let's talk tight. If I could describe my excitement level for this week's guest in one word, you guys probably already know what that was. It's stoked. I'm just stoked, guys. This guy has been everywhere uh, from local radio in Nashville to Sirius XM Radio, ESPN Radio, National Written Publications, and currently he's the man behind a really cool, exciting new project called 440 Sports, which is basically a podcast network for some of the coolest podcasts not named the Titan Up podcast in Nashville. One of my favorite podcasts on the network is actually hosted by our guest. It's essentially the daily which is for all things Nashville, Tennessee sports. Uh, 10 minutes to get caught up on all of the news you need. It, it's awesome. It's called the 440. Check it out. Uh, like the Titans, our guests moved to the area in 1997. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Braden Gall. He is Braden Gall. Braden, dude, how are you, man? Uh, I am even better now. Like five <laughs> minutes ago, I was... <laughs> Five minutes ago, I was kind of down on myself, but now I feel wonderful. Thank you okay. for that. That's by far the best uh, uh, introduction I've ever received in my life. Like even yeah. my own wedding, it wasn't that good. I don't think. <laughs> you should have hired me as your DJ, man. No, no, that's, uh, no, I actually no, do that no. on the weekends to uh, to help help pay the bills. Uh, no, Braden, that's what we do is we 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 build you up before right away we just tear you right back down because uh first and foremost jack and i we always like to get our heavy lifting out of the way we like That's to right. just our our hardest hitting questions right off the bat um <laughs> and then we can get to the fun stuff later we are currently looking for someone to um beef with in nashville media we we long story short we had a former uh guy that we we're beefing with in nashville media since episode one we don't, we don't, you don't talk about him anymore. Okay. Well, I mean, we, 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 we talk name. about him, yeah, You're not fondly, but we don't say anything good about it after <laughs> yeah. we say his name, uh, Jonathan Hudden, uh, our beef with him got so bad that we actually pushed him out of Nashville media. Like, yeah, like sure. He's in Nash national media now or whatever, but like, he's just out of Nashville media. We kind of won that battle. So we are, what we're doing this off season is we are going through with all of our guests and we're asking them, we're basically holding tryouts for our next Nashville media beef. So my question to you, Braden, is why do you think you would be a good candidate to be our Nashville media beef? Oh, well, does annoying everybody in your life count as a that's, qualification? That's a strong. That helps. That helps. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For the better part of four decades now. Like, I mean, yeah. I think I've got a long track record of annoying that, people. That works talking too much. Being a Mets fan also works. That's yeah, two which, things. That's two early things. You, you're kind of, you've got a strong case early. Yeah, we here. covered that before we uh, started recording. But yeah, Braden is a big Mets fan. Uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't I, wish that upon my worst enemy, but hey, you could be our worst enemy. So do I need to say anything else or are we good? <laughs> <laughs> All hey, right. look, we, we had Joe Dubin on uh, last week. He was a, he was a formidable candidate. We had Darren mm -hmm. Bates on who yeah. uh, I don't I don't think we're going to be beefing. No, with he's going to scared the hell out of us. They, we, he would we, we said, us. Do you think you would be a good Nashville media beef? And he was like, uh, yeah, like I, I would kick y'all's asses, basically. And we yeah. were like, oh, he he's a whole team of people working under him that would <laughs> yeah. come after we're us. We're like, so. OK, no, that's fine. We we. Yeah, we appreciate it, uh, but we'll move on to. Well, I I cry too much at really <laughs> strange movie times. Like I'll cry at like Dunkirk, you know. Like it's not. <laughs> like I don't I don't cry. Like when people die on screen, I cry. So I probably couldn't kick anyone's ass. I, I blame my two daughters for that. By the way, sure. um, yeah, and any dad. chance any chance I can blame my daughters for things, I <laughs> I try to do that. So uh, I don't know. Is that is that a good qualification that I can be soft at times as well? well? It's good for us because we we want to come out on top of this. Right. Beef, oh yeah, so. yeah. We want to we want to drive right. you out of Nashville media eventually too, and then so then next year we've got it. If we could go three consecutive years with just different guys that we're beefing with, I think that makes okay. us look stronger, and it makes us you know it's a it's a muscle we can flex. So. I, I also agree. You got to pick fights. You got to pick fights when, when they're beneficial for you. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we're going to put some potholes in the 440, if you will. Uh, 
Just yeah, keep no, saying the name. I don't give a shit what else you say. Just... <laughs> hey, Braden, um, are you officially done playing football for the Tennessee Titans? No further questions? Uh, no, no further comments from me on that one. Um, although I probably did put in more practice time uh, this, past, this past season than a few other players on the team. No, I listen, I, I assume you, you're asking me like, what, what are you asking me about Isaiah Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. We don't what even do know you what want? to ask. We don't know. We don't know what to ask. Like, is it, can he, can you be done with the Titans if you never officially started? I mean, you're on the roster. You got paid a whole lot of money. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know how much of that is left in the bank account, but it, it's, you know, you you take your $6 million post taxes, maybe three and a half, four million million, $4 million. And you, you know, yeah, you're a Titan. Sorry. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that, that definitely counts uh, when you're under contract. And uh, if I took, uh, you know, $11 million from somebody, I would consider myself part of their organization as well. So, you know, I, again, it's sort of like, what do you want to focus on here? Because if there is an actual serious thing going on with him personally, I think no one in their right mind has any sort of negative feeling towards that. Everyone wants a young person to sort of work through their own issues, if that's a thing. But again, that's like pure speculation on most of our parts. If he's just stupid and immature and just doing stupid stuff and you know, to a lottery ticket that was given to him by God, I don't like, then I have nothing to say. Then it's just like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? And and I think that that transcends all, like I'm a middle-aged white guy and I don't have to be like young and cool and hip to understand like that throwing away your life and, and tens of millions of dollars is stupid. Like I don't, you mm -hmm. know, right. It, it, it's kind don't, of, one don't of those... me wrong. I want to be a rapper too, but like, I was probably, past my, <laughs> probably past my prime on that. <laughs> it's one of those kind of, uh, how do you help a guy who doesn't really care to help himself? Um, Isaiah Wilson's kind of always found himself since being since since being drafted by the Titans in the first round last year. Kind of found himself uh, surrounded by a lot of bad publicity. Um, it seemed when Robinson came out uh, in his press conference that he was there. There was obviously some frustrations. There hadn't been any talk on either side um, since he went on the NFI list. But it, it sounded like they were willing to give this offseason, you know, another they were willing to give him another shot. How could you not? He's 6'6", 350 pounds, and, and he, he plays a position of right tackle, a very important position on a football team. Um, it doesn't seem like they're going to even explore that option anymore with that tweet, right? Yeah, I would, I would assume that there is a – I mean, again, we don't want to, like, make too much of one silly tweet because, again, I, I want people – drinking at 11 p.m. sending out their real feelings like that's <laughs> yes, what I want yeah. uh -huh. in life I don't think we should be you know stop like shutting people's lives down because they send things out on Twitter well the especially, problem, especially in, especially in what we do to give us the content right. give us as much content <laughs> right, as we right. can get <laughs> but again it's sort of the straw that breaks the back here and it was just last week you alluded to where John Robinson's like look man we, we're going to give you every and I'm paraphrasing here and I don't have it in front of me but we're going to give you every chance you, you, you want to make sure that you get to do what you want to do here and try to make yourself a part of the team. And if that's not like, I, I don't think that I'm, I'm really curious if this would have happened in, in not any other year, you know, like there's a maturity problem. There's a, a, a sheltering problem at big time college football programs that I think goes on where you don't have to talk to the media. You don't have to answer questions. You don't, you're treated like the big fish in the little pond. And then you get to the, uh, the big, you know, you're flipped into an adult world where everything is transparent. And I think that's a problem for college football. And what it does, is it puts a lot of pressure on young people to grow up really fast. If that wasn't happening in a COVID shutdown time and he's around his teammates, like I'm just, I'm like trying to come up with some, yeah. you know, put yourself in John Robinson's shoes and you go, all right, well, look, last year was kind of foobar. Let's, let's reevaluate now. Here's your second chance, dude. Like you screwed it up. Here's your second chance. And again, if he wanted to, he's got the talent to be in this league for a decade, which again, at his position is tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, at this point, you might be at the, you know, shit or get off the pot moment for John Robinson. We know in the past, he has been fairly quick to admit his mistakes, which I think is pretty endearing, actually. Um, you know, you cut Kevin Dodd, you cut Josh Klein after signing that big contract with him. Like he's been pretty quick unlike most GMs to sort of say, Oh, my bad, E me. And then, 
and then jettison whatever mm-hmm. piece that he screwed up. Most GMs don't do that. They hold on too long. Yeah. So Vic Beasley too this year. I mean, yeah, yeah. like yeah. there's another, like, again, it's, you don't want that many screw ups, but you're a general manager at your best. You're probably going to bat about 500 in the draft and in free agency. You're not supposed to, you know, bat a thousand. And so I, I don't know. It might be time. It just, it might be time. And sometimes lessons need to be learned the hard way. Cliche, cliche, dad joke, dad joke. Bye-bye Isaiah Wilson. <laughs> yeah. If Isaiah Wilson does come back and like, you know, if something is salvaged of this career, I guess, and he plays for the Titans for, you know, let's say four or five years. Is it, which is the better comeback story? The Isaiah Wilson story or the blind side? <laughs> so, um, the worst thing in all of this is Sandra Bullock's accent. There's no question yes. about that because that's some Texas shit. Hey, not, Academy Award nominee. Academy was Award a, nominee. That was like some West Canaan, Texas accent. That was not Memphis, not Mississippi. <laughs> Give me a break on that crap. Any, anyway, um, clearly I haven't forgotten about it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's you've had a question? bone to pick with that movie for like ten years. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's true. I like the book a lot. I love Michael Lewis. I think the movie's kind of stupid, but that's just me um anyway what was the question again uh no the the comeback <laughs> thing is is fascinating to me as as a society and this is gonna get probably way too meta or whatever for the question i, I am fascinated by how obsessed we are with the comeback story yeah because you know like josh hamilton's of the world like right and, and then i immediately am like well, jo- wait a johnny second. manzel and fan-controlled football right like mm-hmm. what <laughs> huge comeback there um like what <laughs> what about me? I never had a heroin addiction. Like, like yeah, yeah, right. why don't I get any credit for never being on heroin? Like right. Josh Hamilton gets all this credit for, you know, overcoming heroin. No, I, it, we are obsessed with it. So it's, it's a good point. Like what I about never had, Braden Gall has literally lived the cleanest of lives. Why are we not? Why, why isn't he getting a book written about him? I got, well, I, I never hit 40 jacks in a home run derby and I'm not six, okay. six, three fifty. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. But yeah. But <laughs> I also never had a DUI either. I never did donuts on Charlotte Avenue. Like, again, uh, never we got are cut obsessed. from the devil rays, you know, like it's just it's <laughs> I walked to school with Dewan Brazelton one time. OK, just <laughs> I played basketball with him at MTSU. All right. I was a pseudo devil ray before he got drafted. Anyway, um, no, he, he's it's. I think everybody wants to see people do well. And that's really what it comes down to. People are fascinated with other people. We're, we're, we love our teams and we love sports, but we're fascinated the most by other people's lives. And when a young person is clearly making a bunch of dumb mistakes, again, I say all of this with the caveat of if there is something he's dealing with, that sure. changes the dynamic of the conversation. For sure. Wh- whatever that may mean. Again, it's, not, it's, it's irresponsible for me to speculate on that. But if it's just immaturity and it's just stupidity and it's just people around him that are making you know forcing him into making bad decisions and he just can't be an adult and just can't grow up you know i i think you people people like to see those people come back and and be successful in general it is sort of in our nature which is probably a good thing actually um but i I just don't know if you're a titan in the organization the locker room is done with him if you're john robinson and mike Vrabel, i you've got i think you've got to make a decision soon like i don't know we don't want to make too much of a tweet, but at, at some point there is a, a dollar figure on the line that you have to decide, like, are we going to go recoup this amount of money? And can we cut him now and save 2.6 million? And like, is it better for our organization to cut ties with him and try to readdress the right tackle position while you still have Dennis Kelly on the roster? And like, you can afford to do it. Like those are the decisions you have to make. If you're John Robinson, if you're a Titans fan, you have the luxury of sort of sitting back and just saying, well, I want to see the kid do well. I, I, I hope he does well. And I hope he does well with us, but it's not necessarily how the calculus works inside the building. And the Titans aren't in the same spot now as they were five years ago, or maybe they could say, Hey, okay, we have time to work this out with him. You know, we, we can figure things out because we aren't going to be winning a championship anytime soon, but that's not the case this year. Their championship windows open. This is John Robinson's biggest off season. This is really the Titans biggest off season probably ever. Yeah. And um, you kind of have to seize, you know, the off season um, and, and you can't have lingering issues like Isaiah Wilson laying around, disrupting, whatever. Um, and you also need as much money as you can. You need to know what you're going to be able to work with because Robinson's got a few difficult decisions this off season. Jayon Brown being one of them. Um, what to do at edge being another. Jonu Smith also being an issue. 
So I don't think that, that Isaiah Wilson and the Titans can, can really have a lot of time to figure this out because they, they got to go now if they want to win a, win a Super Bowl. No, it's, it's a good point. I think this is one of the most important off seasons in modern Titans history, whatever, you know, timeline you want to put on it here. Here's a, what's interesting about John Robinson though, is he has routinely done the obvious thing. And I, I mean that like, and I'm a, I'm a draft nerd. I'm a college football guy. So I, I see a lot of these players and I cover recruiting as well. So I've seen a lot of these guys like come up through from high school to college. And so I, I found it, and I, I'm, this is not like a brag or anything. I think most people saw this as well. I found it very easy to predict John Robinson's drafts. It, like it's just been e- like he had five and 18. They were going to go receiver and corner. Like it was just like, and I remember saying it on, on the show that I was on at the time. Like, look, he's going to take Corey Davis. And I think Dory Jackson's the guy like he wants Harold Landry, Rashawn. Ev- like it's just been obvious. Jack Conklin at the beginning, he's just, he's going to go after pass rushers in the off season. Okay. He went and signed Vic Beasley and, and Jadavian Clowney. We can argue about, those players, those decisions, the analysis, the vetting process, but like he does the obvious thing and the obvious thing to your point right now is, and I think it's actually pretty obvious. It's franchise tag, John U. Smith, re-sign Jayon Brown. You have to let Corey Davis walk, unfortunately. And then, you know, those are some obvious things. And so I think cutting ties with Isaiah Wilson to save as much money as possible is probably an obvious thing. And I don't know how you guys feel, but it just, you know, don't, don't, don't overthink it. John Robinson doesn't generally overthink things. He sort of just looks at a problem, goes at it head on and addresses it. And sometimes he misses on that, but generally his strategy is the right strategy, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Well, he, he got very fortunate with uh, Doriel Greenbeck, uh, Greenbeckham trade um, when Dennis Kelly came over because that, that need at right tackle kind of disappeared last season, but we can't expect Dennis Kelly to hold down that edge for you know the next four or five years I still think there's a, there's an absolute need at right tackle while it not be you know as big of an, an issue as finding an edge rusher or finding that wide receiver too maybe it's through the draft maybe it's through a free agency um, but I don't think that that need at right tackle just disappears because Dennis Kelly had one you know one good season and Isaiah Wilson flopped yeah I agree I, I agree with that I, I was gonna say like I, I feel like it's it's too expensive of a problem to put all your base on, on hope. Like, I hope this guy comes around. I hope he, he amounts to something. I, I think it's way too expensive. Like if, if he was a, you know, like a sixth or fifth or sixth or seventh round draft pick, I think then it's like, okay, maybe you can like hold on to him for a little bit longer for that hope. But I'm also worried that I'm also worried that John Robinson is not going to do the move that we think he's going to make, you know, the, the cutting the Vic Beasley, like basically admitting your mistake because of the stakes of this mistake. If that, if that makes sense. Like it, it's so missing out on a first round draft pick less than a calendar year from when you drafted that first round draft pick. I almost feel like he's going to hold on to him just for the sake of saying like, okay, maybe there's something we can get out of him. Whereas if it was anyone else, I think, yeah, I think they, he would be gone right away. I don't know. What do you think? No, I, I think that's right. You're pot committed. I mean, yeah, right. That, that's what that's what you are with first round picks in general in the NFL is you're, you're pot committed. Now, has any like there's been tons of busts. I don't think Isaiah Wilson is like in the greatest bust of all time conversation. I just don't think that's that's real. I mean, I know he only played four snaps, but he's like he's like almost a second round pick, basically. And so yeah. I don't it's not like he's in. But at the same time, to your point, don't they have enough evidence at this point? Like, I, I yeah, don't know. No, I, I think, I think they do need to, to get rid of them. I like it, it. You're not going to get anything out of them now, but here's the question. Can you use that? What you just talked about, which is sort of a football problem, a coaching problem, an NFL problem, right? Where people just sort of think that they're always right. Like I can make Maurice Claret, a good running back who's drinking yeah, vodka right. on the practice field. <laughs> right, right. Like every coach thinks they can solve every problem. And so I think you can use that against somebody. Frankly, I, I think yeah. you, I think you show, I think you show him Isaiah Wilson and you say, look how big he is. Give us a sixth round pick. Like, I, I just think you can, I, if you're trying to get rid of him and it's not going to be cutting him because then you're admitting defeat or whatever. I mean, again, trading him for a fifth or sixth round pick is admitting defeat largely, but at I, least you're getting something out of least, it. Yeah, right. And use this sort of narcissistic, like <laughs> obsession with upside that the NFL has against itself and try to get something back in return for him. Cause again, like you've got huge decisions you've got to make this year 
And, and uh, this is sort of a side note here because you were talking about bringing in Dennis Kelly and how brilliant of a move that is. I, I just, I cannot, un- I do not understand Titans fans who have anything negative to say about John Robinson. I, j- I don't understand it. You can be critical of move here, move there, move here, move there. They are not in the playoffs without any of John Robinson's decisions. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right, right. right. They, they don't have, they don't have Derrick Henry. They don't have Ryan Tannehill. They don't have AJ Brown. They don't have Kevin Byard. They don't like they They don't, they're not anywhere near They're two and 14. Like that's where they are without John Robinson. So to, to me, you have a ledger as a GM, you're going to have a bunch of hits and you're going to have some misses. And over time, do you want John Robinson running the Titans? The answer is yes. It's ridiculous for yeah. any Titans fans to not want him to do this. So guess what? Trust him to make the decision here and go, go get a draft pick. If you can, if not go get as much money as you can and, and move on. Because again, you've got big fish. You're trying to fry this, this off season. And the goal is no longer win the division. The goal is no longer get to the playoffs. The goal is win the stupid, win the Super Bowl. That's it. It's, it's yeah. about the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's it's one of those objects in mirror are closer than they appear for fans because it's like, yeah, like he's coming off the worst offseason that he's had as general manager. But you're right, like they're not division champions this year without the moves that he's made and the decisions that he's made, even even within the season, cutting guys and, and bringing guys on practice squad guys. I mean, Sam Sloman, we don't get his game winning kick without <laughs> <laughs> with, without the moves that John Robinson has made. So for people to have that kind of like short-sightedness isn't, isn't fair to him. I mean, he has been, he has been great. I, I'm just wishing like, where is Bill O'Brien when we need him? Uh, to That's get- exactly right. Or, or Hey, maybe, maybe there's a coach down in Duval County in Jacksonville, Florida. You know, look, urban loves. Yeah. He took a terrible a- judge of character and really loves a challenge. <laughs> he so maybe a that's where we in a second. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know if Isaiah Wilson can go into the Nick Saban rehab clinic. I don't think that's allowed. But <laughs> there's some people in there that are doing good work. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> Braden, uh, uh, there's so there's a free agent that became available like a, about a week ago. His name's J.J. Watt. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Uh, played at Wisconsin. Uh, big guy. Uh, I've been told I look like him, actually. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that, I'd take that as a compliment. To me, right. he's like a personified version of mr incredible um he he's also the host of uh ultimate tag on fox great show uh you my question to you is he gonna is there any chance he's in two-tone blue next year i i would say sure i, I mean again i haven't seen any news like today uh, <laughs> yeah. but he did tweet today uh, about uh uh what was it a mitochondria I mitochondria mitochondria yeah. is the is the powerhouse of the cells what he tweeted so we're talking about COVID heart issues. Cool. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, look, you again. What's the obvious thing here? I, this is like a, this is yeah, like right. this is like the crime drama on net, network television that's kind of lost its steam. Like it's the obvious thing. Like it's yeah, the it's obvious blues thing. clues. It's the so like it's the, the dog print on the uh, <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Right. Like obviously they have a chance. Obviously Mike Vrabel has a relationship with JJ Watt. Obviously the Titans are a good football team. Obviously they know like there's just now, does it mean the deal's going to work out? Does it mean that he's going to have the right number and that, that on the contract and there's enough space and it's the right position. And do you play him with his hand in the dirt next to J- Jeffrey Sim? Like there's a million things to work out, but on the, on the surface, if the guy's not as worried about money and wants to win, of course the Titans should be, would be a good option for him. They have a desperate need at the position. They, the, the head coach used to coach him. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. like, of course there should be, and, and frankly, the, the communication is just allowed right now, right? Like you can just talk with him all you want to. He's not like a regular free agent. So I don't know why if I'm, if I'm Mike Vrabel, if you have not had multiple long conversations with JJ Watt at this point, you are failing as a head football coach or just showing us how truly stubborn you really are. So I, to me, I think there's a great chance for it to work out again. Nashville's a great city. Like, what are you selling to him? Right. right. Playing, t- playing time, culture, knowledge of the person and the coaching staff, a chance to win a Super Bowl. Like there's a lot to sell there guys. There's a lot to sell there. Do the Titans need to be, do the Titans need to be sold on him though? Uh, To me, it's all about health. That's it. Like if, if your doctors look at him and say, he's, he's good to go. Then again, I think one of the most undercovered parts of the team's defensive just collapse last year was the was the veteran leadership that was gone 
Jarrell Casey, you know, like these guys, Logan Ryan, like these guys were intangible leadership guys. And I know that's sort of cliche, but those, those pieces may not have been as elite on the field in the moment, third and one, you'd rather have Jeffrey Simmons than Jarrell Casey. I get that, but that was gone off the defense. And we can talk about coordinator titles until we're blue in the face, which is ridiculous. (laughs) The question is whether or not he's, is the defense the right defense? Is the scheme the right scheme? Are the right people doing the right work? I, all I care about with J.J. Watt is if he's, if he's healthy. If, if you think he's healthy and he's not going to break the bank, like if he's asking for $17 million, which is what his cap it was for Houston, then of course not. But he says that's not his priority. So if you can come to an agreement on money and he's healthy, I mean, I get, those, I get it. Those are two big questions. But, I mean, if I'm a Titan fan, I'm going – we got a glaring hole in leadership on defense and along the defensive line and getting at the quarterback. Like th- those are two giant holes. And what does JJ Watt have in spades? Those, Both those two, those, those yeah. two things. Exactly. Yeah. Leadership is a big issue because you lose Jarrell Casey and Logan Ryan. And it's like, okay, maybe it's Rashawn Evans time to step up as a leader. Well, he gets ejected in week one. I mean, come on. Like th- th- there are so many things that went wrong from the jump with that Titans defense. It's crazy. And it's really frustrating to, to reminisce <laughs> on. But there's a couple of guys that uh, I'm curious what the Titans will do. Neither are free agents, but the Titans have outs with each of them. And those two guys are Kenny Vaccaro and Adam Humphreys. If you're John Robinson, have you seen enough from Adam Humphreys to keep him on? I think if you have, if you, if you let go of him, you save about $2 million. But if you keep him, I mean, it's, it's, you can either let him walk for 7 million or, or keep him on the roster for nine. I think it's how that's set up. Um, and then Kenny Vaccaro, you saw how well Imani Hooker played last season. Is he ready to step up? What, what do you think about those two guys? I, I, I love Imani Hooker's game. Like, loved it since the beginning. Loved it at Iowa. Loved it coming out of the draft. Just love his game. Love his versatility. Uh, the way that they can. And, and frankly, football is going this direction where you just need sort of like three safeties that do three different things that can play all over the field on multiple layers that can play in coverage but can also roll up and play the run, which is why Tennessee's frankly been so good against Baltimore because they have three safeties who can come up and play in space against Lamar Jackson uh, playoff game, of course, notwithstanding. Um, I, I don't know. Vaccaro is such an asset. I, I, I lean towards keeping Kenny Vaccaro around just because it allows you to play with three of those guys. But you're right. Hooker has sort of shown that he is the heir apparent to that position. Humphreys is more complicated like that. I don't see what he brings value wise. I know he caught like four billion third and four first downs in Tampa but like yeah I just if you're losing Corey Davis and Jonu Smith maybe I feel more comfortable about needing to keep a, a, a professional adult veteran body around in Adam Humphreys if you can figure out a way to w- rework the deal a, a lot of this also hinges on how how much math they do with Derrick Henry's contract Ryan Tannehill's contract Lawan and Bayer these big deals that can be restructured pretty easily that benefit both the team and the player uh, moving money back in the cap and everything just to, to help w- with this particular year. So some of it depends on how much money you've got. Um, you know, Ben Jones, I think, is worth something like five million bucks if you cut him. A and bargain. Like, well, well you, do you think that they should cut him? He's, but, he's but, one of the top but, players in his position, and he's right. pretty cheap. And, 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 like, fairly important locker room guy. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. So, so, again, the guys that you would – like what you would hope for is that Adam Humphreys had like 2 million guaranteed and nine on the cap. And then you can cut mm-hmm. him and save seven. And then it makes obvious sense. And then the yeah. plan is obvious. And it's just not, it's not the way that deal is, but I don't see if you're going to bring back Johnny Smith, which I think they should do if, and you've got AJ Brown, you probably go draft somebody in the third or fourth round. Uh, you know, you've got some, some younger, you know, role players that you can trust to play in those roles. I, I just don't know what Adam Humphreys bit brings to the team anymore. Yeah. Like I, I just, Again, some of that's what does Todd Downing want to do that's maybe a little different from Arthur Smith? How, what kind of packages do you want to run? If you're keeping all these tight ends on the roster, I just don't I don't know what he brings, but you got there's a lot of money on that contract. I don't know if it's worth cutting him for two million bucks, you know. Yeah, it's a tough decision. And that's a contract that John Robinson would probably like back. Um yep. yeah, one last say. one last question because we've kind of thrown the kitchen sink at you uh today with all these offseason topics. Um, Desmond King, did you see enough? Did you, did you like what you saw to him to, uh, to maybe bring him back on a, on a, on a short deal? Yeah, that's, that's another one very similar to, to Humphreys in that I think it's either Butler or King, I think. Oh man. Wouldn't wouldn't you prefer Butler after, after the year he had? Butler is the better player. 
he's much, much older and much, much more expensive. <laughs> so, yeah, right. it, but the leadership quality that we just talked about, they, they already lost Logan Ryan last year and that seemed to, you know, kind of come back to bite. So what it feels like to me, and again, I don't know if this is how it works inside the walls of, of St. Thomas, but yeah, again, Corey Davis is, is, is gone. Let's just put him on the, on the street and he's gone. He's going to get some good money from somewhere else and wish him the best of luck. Unfortunately, you know, he's going to have a really good career and it won't be in Titans uniform. Unfortunately, that's just sort of the way that works. I, I'd franchise tag Johnny Smith. That's like eight to nine, $10 million, which is about what his contract is. So you bring him back and you're good there. You re-sign Jayon Brown to a contract, whatever that num- number looks like. I think you then have enough money left over for one of either Desmond King or Daquan Jones. It, it feels mm. like you can bring back one of those two guys. Now, if you're going to bring in JJ Watt, then it's obviously Desmond King. If you don't think you need Malcolm Butler and you're going to cut him and save a lot of money, 10 million bucks or whatever it is, then Desmond King, you have to bring back. So he's not as good as Butler, but he's a younger, cheaper version of Butler. So I think there's a good argument there. I would love to see as many cornerbacks, you know, what is Christian Fulton? What is a Dory Jackson? What, like there's other questions that have to be answered in the puzzle as they're putting it together. But Daquan Jones is pretty good for what he does, but is he a, you know, a superstar you should pay $10 million to, to keep off the market? Probably not. So I'd much rather bring another corner in uh, and then just see, see what you can do in stockpiling front front line guys on the defense. Like whether it's two draft picks, Ojolari out of Georgia, go get a couple of guys in free agency and just sort of restock the front line and then keep the guys you've got on the back end that you already know what they are. I, you know, I think Desmond King's a, I think he's an asset. I would like, I would like to keep him around but there's a cost involved. So it's who, like, who do you, who do you lose in, in place of him? He's the Kirkland signature of uh, Butler. It's basically, uh, <laughs> wow. It, it, well, it's like, you know, it's like if you, if you went and you try to sample, like without the label, you wouldn't be able to tell a difference uh, really. It's, I mean, maybe, maybe a slight difference in, in taste a little bit, but you know, it's, you can, you can pay a lot less for uh, the uh, Desmond King, I guess. What is it? So in, instead of um, it's like art, I, 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 let's go with Archer Farms. Like it's the Archer Farms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's like the, one, one notch up from Kirkland. Yeah. It's the uh, Doctor Thunder to uh, Doctor Pepper. Right? Is that the the right great value brand? Anyway, uh, hey, Braden, before we get, before we get get you out the door, um, I got to ask you a question. We haven't done this with a guest in a while, but I feel like you would be a great guest to do this with. Um, so Jack and I uh, do a, a segment in every episode of, of this podcast where uh, it's basically just called Remember the Titan. Really creative name. And it's basically, it's, it's everyone's favorite bar game of Remember That Guy, but just with straight up Titans. And so I'm, I'm filibustering a little bit to give you a moment to think of one, but <laughs> who would be a, a good uh, Remember the Titan from way back when that's like, when you hear the name, you're like, Oh my gosh, like what a great, like, like Justin McCarran's, you know, like just a, a name that like you haven't thought of in forever, but to all Titans fans would know. So this is, I don't know why I say this guy's name all the time, but I just somehow, I guess this is what you're asking, right? Uh-huh. I, I, for some reason, I say Tyrone Calico's name. Oh, all the that's awesome. That was, that's I think that was yeah. my first one. That was uh-huh. so, okay. I love we'll see. the Tyrone Calico one. That is, see, that is, and a- I'm, then I'm pulling the wrong, um, like I'm pulling the, like I should do better than that then because he's already been used. He's already off the board. Well, no, but, it, but oh, that, everyone's but that, off the board. We've had, we, oh, this yeah, is our 51st yeah. podcast episode. We've had to do 102 <laughs> Titans. The the I amount mean, of <laughs> prep that Jack and I put in to remember the Titan each week, like it used to be just like, oh, pick a roster year and let's get that right, guy. Right, right. Now it's like we have to be like, oh my gosh, did we do this guy? Like, like last week was know. like Quinton Ganther, and I, I forgot. Who <laughs> I, oh, I did a I did a practice squad guy that never even made it. He never made it out of uh, sl- <laughs> training we're, camp. We're, we're, it's slim pickings for us right now. <laughs> I, for some reason, like he just comes to mind. Like I just he's my again, favorite. There's a, there's a lot of people that I've been lucky enough to work with that I could go with, and it just that that seems I that seems like it's a, antithetical to what you're going for here. Um, so I, I do believe that the Tyrone Calico fits the mold for some reason. Yeah. Still in the top 10 for uh fastest, uh, 40 time at the combine. I'm well, and sure. just an, and part of it is because he was just a freak. Like that yeah. stood out to me, you know, local guy, right? Like just a total freak. And you know, how do you stayay healthy, man? It's the old, like, how have you stayed mm-hmm. healthy? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. That old thing. For some reason, that's the guy I, I couldn't, I cannot, ex- like, 
that, like there's other there's a couple other bad ones like Parish Cox. Like oh that. god, I don't yes, know why that. One. I don't know why that one. name. Because <laughs> yes. because if I'm thinking about how do I explain how bad the Titans roster was before John Robinson got to yeah. town, right? I, I feel like I should just say the words Parish Cox. Oh, unless that's... I'm unless I got the wrong year and he actually yeah. brought in Parish Cox, but I could be wrong about that. Parish yeah. Cox, Bleedy Ray Wilson, both of those names will just send me into a migraine. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I lied. One last question. Uh, I brought up the combine. There's no combine this year. What is the thing you are going to miss the most about having no combine on TV this year? No, nothing. Um, <laughs> zero percent of it. I have not missed. You're not a big uh, underwear yeah. Olympics guy. I, I think the most important thing is the interview and you know, we're not going to see any of that. So I, I just, I actually don't, I just don't care. I think the most, it's just an excuse for a bunch of football people to get together and get drunk in Indianapolis. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. But the interviews are the most important part. Like you sit down and you get to know somebody. Um, I, I do. Or, or in Isaiah Wilson's case, you don't get to know him. <laughs> well, and that's, again, I'm not making excuses for Wilson. He's clearly made a bunch of dumb mistakes, but how much did the scouting change? Like, I, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of college coaches about this and developing players on zoom. Like we know that it doesn't work for kids. Like we know that kids aren't learning anything on zoom. So how is the scouting go? How, how does the conversations go? How do the, you just, you can always in person, man, you get to know somebody in person, unlike any other way you can, like there's just certain things you pick up on when you're around somebody that you can't pick up on when you're, you're doing it through a computer screen. So um, I'm fascinated by the, the, the evaluation process this year and what it's yeah. going to look like for, for all the teams. So I, I, I could not give. I couldn't care less about the combine from a, from a, like a television standpoint. Like yeah. I don't, I don't care. Like Braden, I've always had a, a tremendous amount of respect for you, but my respect just grew like tenfold just with the, your take on the combine. Cause I'm, I'm right there with you. That's I, not I, good for our media beef though. It, it's not, it's not. Yeah. So I love the combine. It is the greatest <laughs> reality television show ever produced. There like, we go. Now I it's... will fight anybody that tells me otherwise. He the might just be our badass. front runner. Might just be our front runner for our national media beef. Guys, give him a follow. Twitter and Instagram at Braden Gall. That's just G-A-L-L. Exactly, exactly how it sounds? I don't know. I don't know if that's how it sounds. Uh, but uh, yeah, Braden Gall. Guys, follow at 440 Sports as well. Um, and check out 440, the, just the whole network of podcasts that they've got there. If you like anything in Tennessee sports, like you will find a podcast that you will enjoy uh, with, with what they uh, deliver. They're building something really cool there. So go check them out. Um, and uh, Braden, dude, you're the man. Thank you so much for doing this. We appreciate Thanks, you, you yeah, taking the thank, time to join us. Thank you guys. I just, I'm so glad I joined on such a newsy week. It was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hopefully uh, do yeah, it again. Man. We'll, we'll have you on next time. Isaiah Wilson posts something to social media. So uh, I guess we'll see it. We'll talk to you next week then. <laughs> right. Always a pleasure, boys. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. All right. That was Braden Gall. And guys, I look, I just want to apologize again. I'm sorry that we couldn't have given you guys the, the best I'm kind of just thinking out loud right now, but I'm, I might, and it'll be hella awkward. Cause it's just my, <laughs> it's just my audio, but I might still like throw in like bits and pieces of just to prove to you guys that we actually did record two previous podcasts. I may it'll just be Austin's in- highlight tape. At the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like my high school football highlight tape. You can just watch me go off and uh, just assume that Jack was on the other end of it. Just, filling in on the on the awkward pauses uh i might do that i don't know who i'll listen to it and see if it's funny and uh man so yeah so stick around but before we get out of here uh i gotta tell you that 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 interview with Braden gall um was brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook you know it's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in march but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait DraftKings sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team makes it rain, guess what? You cash in $100. That's right. All it takes is for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Sounds like a no-brainer. This slam dunk of an offer... 
should be a three-pointer of an offer. Won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on all of the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code A to Z Sports to get your shot to turn $1 into $100. When you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week, that's promo code A to Z Sports for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. <gasps> Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winning paid out in $25 free bets. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. All right, Jack. I, I don't even know if this is going to work this time. We've, we have now ended this podcast uh, what three times now? This is now third, third time. time, and and we assumed it was going to work like normal the last two times. So who knows when we stop recording? This may not work again, and I might have to record a fourth time of just me talking. Uh, for whatever reason, but look, Jack, I got to commend you. You've you've duked it out, and I I want to thank you for uh making it through this 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 podcast episode literally three times this should be episode 54 to be honest with you well yeah it should be but i mean hey look it, there's a lot that happened this week with isaiah wilson and some jj watt stuff um <sighs> I'm so i really good. wish we could have got, gotten all that too but we can't so the best we, we can do is Braden gall but um look Jack. hey we're, we're, we're gonna come better next week we're gonna figure out what what the what the hell is wrong <laughs> with this recording app and yeah. uh and Jack, we're, gonna, one, we're definitely going to yelp it. We'll, yeah, we'll look, they're not going to they're not going to get the best of us. Okay, look, this is like it's like the Titans going on a three game losing streak. Like we're going to overcome this. We're going to come back stronger and better. We're gonna we're gonna be better. And Jack, look, I hope you feel better. Um, to all of our tuppers out there, Jack is correct me if I'm wrong, but you're co-hosting the A to Z Sports Morning Show. Yep, eight to nine on th Thursday morning with Zach Bingham. So Zach Bingham. Tune in, spam Tup in the comments if Look, you listen to the podcast. Tuppers, listen to me. And I, I'm throwing myself in with you guys. We have to rally together and support our guy, Jack. Our guy, Jack, is getting called up to the big leagues. Thursday morning, we got to tune in. I mean, you should be tuning into A to Z Sports Morning Show every single morning anyway, because they do a fantastic job. Austin and Zach literally kill it every single morning. They put so much work and effort into that show, and it shows, and it's fun. It's entertaining. But Thursday, with our guy, Jack, in the, in the co-pilot seat, we let, we got to jump in. We got to support. It's gonna be Titans guy. Thursday too, so this is up y'all's alley. So look Boom. forward to seeing y'all there. Let's go. So look, yeah, you, it's it'll be like listening to an episode of Tighten Up Podcast, but just replace me with Zach Bingham. Who? So there you go. Yeah, you you missed a lot out on, louder. You it's missed out louder. on a full episode this week. You could get the full episode on Thursday uh, just with Bingham instead of me, which will probably be an upgrade. To be honest. No, no, it's not the same. I appreciate it's that. not the same. That was me fishing for compliments, so I, I really do appreciate that. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Follow at Tighten Up Pod, at Tighten Up Pod, or at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, at Tighten Up Podcast on, on Instagram. Follow Jack, Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. Follow me at, a, uh, at Austin Huff on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I guess until next week or until we have to record this again in 10 minutes once we realize the audio didn't work for a third time. Um, tighten, up. tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the. Well, and that, and, and look, and, and that's where I side with the people that are just harping on John Robinson nonstop this offseason is that he's coming off of his worst offseason at a time where they needed his offseason to be amazing. And this offseason needs to be amazing or else it's going to be, it's just going to be bad news uh, in Nashville. Um, last thing I'll say to kind of put a bow on this, to me, the Titans, with Isaiah Wilson, you bought a lemon, okay? You, you don't try and waste more time, uh, energy, money, trying to fix this thing, okay? Just move on. Like if you bought like a, like a, a Hyundai Sonata, and it was just a piece of junk, which I don't want to say. I actually own a Hyundai Sonata, so that's a bad choice. Like a, a Toyota Corolla, okay? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you're a Camry guy, dude. I got your back. I got your back. In fact, we'll go Honda Civic. <laughs> yeah.
or Accord, Honda Accord, maybe. Let's do Accord. I think more people own Accords. Honda Accord. And you just buy it, and this thing sucks, right? And you're just in and out. It feels like every other week you're making an appointment at uh, a dealership uh, to get it fixed. And you're just got, you're in that way. Like you've grown to know that stale tasting coffee in that waiting room so well. You, you don't keep going back. At some point, you just say, look, I'm, uh, I think it's time. I think it's time we get a new, a new car. Because like, even if they do go like all pimp my ride, if they get exhibit and his whole gang in, in, in there, and they meet, have a meeting about what they're going to do to this car. And they put a fresh coat of paint on it. Uh, they put a sink in the car. Why do they put a sink in the car? Because it's never been done before. If they put like a charcoal grill in there and a few flat screens, maybe an Xbox 360, uh, like it doesn't matter what all they do to it. They put like little rims that pop out and like, uh, you know, have like little, they make hors d'oeuvres for you. I don't know. Like whatever they do to the car, it doesn't matter. Because internally, they never touched the engine. It's still the same engine. And that was my always my biggest problem with Pimp My Ride, is that they did so much to the damn car, but they never even touched the engine. So you, it's just literally just like lipstick on a pig. For the Titans, I just feel like it doesn't matter. if Even if you do, if he does come around and he's like, no, I'm ready to play, I think it's too much like of a liability. And I hate to say that because I don't want to give up on someone on a personal level, but I, on a football standpoint, I, you have to move on. Cause even if the best you get the best out of Isaiah Wilson, you know where the worst is and you've experienced the worst and it's time to move on. The engine's still the same. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Dude, you're going to have to sell. You're going to have to sell this thing on Craigslist. <laughs> maybe, maybe even Facebook Marketplace. I don't know. Like, it's, that's how low we are with this right now. So, but I think you need to get something out of it. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the 